What's up, everybody? It is Monday, August 10th, and you are listening to Cue the Banner. We're jumping right into the NCAA. We have some breaking news. We have a lot to talk about with the NCAA. A Big Ten push toward the end of Sunday. So Sunday afternoon, we had a lot of news coming out of the NCAA. Obviously, the MAC postpones their season. Uh, if you're following anything uh, within the sports world, that's all they're talking about. Moving into the NFL, the COVID deadline passed with numbers in the mid-60s, but there could be more happening. The XFL, hearing more news about plans on expansion and storytelling, something we're going to follow in the MLB. Hunter Pence completely lost the ball to end Cueto's no-hitter, um, and we, my co-host is very familiar with losing the ball in the sky. Uh, we have a COVID update there and a little bit of news coming as of late Sunday. The NBA already looking forward to regional bubbles next season, and we're going to take a look at Grant's playoff picture, and we're going to get a ton of updates for what the playoffs look like this season. Golf, PGA Championship winner Colin Morikawa just happened late Sunday. We're going to take a look, revisit, I should say revisit our takes. We're revisiting our takes on Tiger, Johnson. Going back with our reoccurring segment before the blackout, and a new segment, Advice from the Banner Boys. Plank, let's go. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Damn. So, going hand in hand with that intro song. I have something to talk to you about. Uh Uh-oh. So for everybody, uh, for our listeners that that follow along, and for our new listeners, we have morning meetings uh, before our episodes because we're grinders. We plan out our episodes. Um, We're not going off a script. Let me make that very clear. We just go over our headlines, make sure we're kind of on cue with each other. Um, Morning meetings this morning were missed by the king of shitty takes and for those of you that have been following along, the Lone Wolf Saga continued this morning. I was on my own, but like I said over and over again, salt to the earth, nose to the grindstone, a hard worker. I got it done without the king of shitty takes. I mean, uh, you know, it was my dad's birthday weekend, and we took a nice family trip. So uh, we were on our way back this morning, and I was unable to make it due to being with my family. That's, that's complete babble. So oh, okay. with that being said... Uh, within the leagues, the, the headlines that we follow, all these different leagues, uh, there's fines. There's consequences for missing your meetings. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if somebody in the NFL misses their, their morning meetings, their position meetings, their team meetings, anything, there's punishment to be held out through the organization. I'm not going to go to, I mean, uh, the podcast gods and say we need a punishment handed down. We're keeping this within our organization. So after talking with Plank, our production crew, uh, we have decided that for our outro this episode, uh, we would like you to sing God Bless America for your punishment. You would like me to sing God Bless America? Uh, Well, it's not like uh, you sing God Bless America for the outro or I'll find a different co-host. That's that's news to me. 
Um, uh, like I said, I was being a family man and, you know, just hanging out with my family this weekend. A big weekend for my dad. Uh, family man or bad clubhouse guy? <laughs> family man. Um, rough teammate is what I, is from what, uh, I understand about what went down. So, uh, Grant will be singing God Bless America to close this out. So you're going to want to hang on for this entire episode. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for this. Make sure you pull up those lyrics because I know... Um, you don't care about this country enough. To oh, know, is that right? The whole song. Is that right? I, I know you really do. I'm just I'm just throwing banter at you because I did miss you in morning meetings. I, I went to a meeting by myself. <laughs> uh, was it weird without me? And I was just ready to roll. <laughs> you and Plank. Me and Plank and and, the, and our production team that continues to grow. They are. Um, yeah, they are. And they've been outstanding. Uh, I hope everyone continues to enjoy the content as always feel free to reach out to us uh, via twitter what's that twitter handle again so there's actually some big news with that um okay last night was able to get uh it changed over there is cue the banner is open so now we are at cue the banner um just like our name so it's not anything else anymore like it was before it is just cue the banner so follow along on that at cue the banner so feel free to reach out to us if you have um honestly any questions we'd love to answer them on the air if you have any content uh, you'd like to hear pretty much anything uh, we're really looking to interact with with our listeners and uh, we also are looking to take on some questions i think that would be a lot of fun definitely yeah for sure some new segment ideas some stuff like that as well yeah, uh, and even with the new segment ideas, I'd be willing to take on segments where we're just answering your questions. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. As ridiculous as our listeners' questions might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, knowing a couple of our listeners personally, <laughs> that could get ugly. Oh, yeah, it's, it might not be a good idea. Uh, Grant, how was your weekend? It was good. Nobody like I said, <laughs> all right. Jump into the NCAA breaking news here as of late Sunday. Big 10 push. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, it kind of goes hand-in-hand with the opening song we had. Um, It doesn't sound like we're going to be having football this season. Um, It sounds like the Big Ten, from a couple of the tweets and stuff that I've, some articles I've read, it sounds like first thing in the morning they're going to be canceling this thing. Uh, So so as we are listening to this episode, uh, we might be having football canceled. But um, if not, I've seen something about within the next 72 hours they want to cancel this. Uh, which is crazy because just on for our Friday episode, we just we're talking about how football sounds like it's back, feels like it's back with the Ohio State and Michigan um, shit talking going on, schedules being released, um, but it, it I mean doesn't sound good. I know a lot of the players, not just from only the Big Ten, but all around the country, um, are tweeting out saying they want a season and they feel safe, all this, but um, it just doesn't sound good at all like like this and this is probably the first time that i i truly think it is it is being canceled so i have so many different thoughts on this so many different thoughts come to mind uh number one um i think the big 10 cancels the power five follows yeah yep um and we saw mac uh the mid-american athletic conference i think just mid-american conference um (laughs) the, the mac postponed their season yeah. Um, and allegedly, the story that went down with this is uh, a president came forward, just one president, and said, we will not be participating uh, this fall. And they decided they wanted to prevent, uh, they wanted to provide a united front 
uh, for all of their players. They decided, okay, then we're all going to follow suit with you. And I think we're going to see that in the rest of the, the leagues. They're all going to – the MAC made their move, and everyone's going to follow. Yeah, yep. And uh, just like that with, with the Big Ten, um, once the Big Ten comes out and says they're done – uh, I'd say within t- 24 hours, you'd see the next big conference going down. Because if there's not if if one big conference isn't playing, then I don't think any of them are. There's there's no reason to have any of them play. You know, you're not just gonna have one conference playing football this season. So I think uh, it's possible that we could see some some backlash here from some schools outside of the power five, outside of the power five conferences uh, that want to say we're gonna play football. Um, and they see a, a big opportunity for revenue. But at the same time, we're putting these student-athletes at risk. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's something that we've been talking about over and over and over again, and the Big Ten has constantly been pushing back. Yeah, and I mean, just like you said right there, and we've said a couple times on previous episodes, is they're student-athletes. Uh, it's tough to have them on campus, even if with there not being any school, if they're doing online classes, it's tough to make these student athletes be on campus, and then again, they're not being paid. So, it's just it's just a very touchy subject, a line to, that you don't want to cross. Um, one bad thing happens, and it might be the end of that program forever with lawsuits and stuff that that could potentially come from it. The the presidents of these institutions and these organizations are well aware of the revenue loss. Uh, but it's, it speaks volumes that these presidents are not willing to uh, put these students at risk. Right. Uh, the ones on campus and the ones on the football field uh, or in participating in any sport, they're not willing to put them at their health or their safety at risk uh, just for a little bit of revenue. Uh, well, quite a bit of revenue, but they're not willing to do that. It speaks volumes. Yeah, yep, definitely. Uh, it was almost comical. It was, it was picture perfect of what's gone down with the NCAA and specifically college football when we saw – um, the SEC pushing out their schedule <laughs> early in the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Big Ten on the other hand I mean, yeah, talking the, about no football. Yeah. No. And it's crazy because the Big Ten also just put out their schedule on, on Thursday night. And then three days later, four days later, they're not playing football. You know, like why, what was even the point of that, those four days of thinking that there was going to be a, schedule, or a season to have a schedule? Well, I think you're potentially preparing for the worst. You're, and the worst being where we could play in less than a month. So we yeah. prepare for that. Yeah. Um, I don't blame them one bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, and, it, and it also... Schedule, but it is very strange. Yeah, it, I mean, it brought some conversation. I mean, those these three days were, especially that first day when we were looking at the schedule, and like we talked about last episode, is it felt like it was back, you know? And it then, I mean, obviously a lot's changed within those just couple of days, but... Man, it, it sucks. It, it really sucks. It does, and I think we, we had to push, once again, it's the second episode in a row that we had to push the NCAA um, to the front post more morning yeah. meetings. Yeah. Because uh, breaking news comes out of there. That's not even breaking news. It's the second episode that it's breaking news, but it's not breaking news because it's just like on the cuff things. Right. Uh, nobody's making a real decision yet. Um, besides the MAC, obviously postponing their season uh, or their seasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is breaking news for college football if there's any movement. And in this case, the Big Ten. Uh, it sounds like, and we've heard rumors all weekend. If you're if you're following this college football 
um, dilemma, everything that's going on, all the storylines. Uh, most people, insiders, are talking about canceled seasons regardless. Uh, they were talking about them for months now. Yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not um, the first ones to roll with this at all. Uh, we're just, we did not think there was going to be football. It didn't look like a pretty picture for a long time. Uh, you know, we're not the first ones to, well, we're not going to pretend to be either. The first ones that, that indicated there was no football. A lot of people thought there was going to be no football. We're just finally seeing a push. And it's a month before the season. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's three weeks before the season, damn near. Uh, and it's again, it's kind of like what what we said before is, it's just so back and forth. Like you don't know each team doesn't know, each conference doesn't know, uh, the presidents don't know. I mean, the athletic directors, presidents, the head of the NCAA, they just no one's on the same page. So it's just been up in the air. And it's I think I think this is finally. This week will probably, will finally be the week that it kind of all comes together, but it'll come together in a bad way, and it'll, it'll end. Well, here's my thought on them all kind of being on a different page. Uh, they all want to say the same thing. All on the back of their minds, they have something to say, and that's we should not be playing football. But none of them want to say it, right. uh, partly because they're going to lose a lot of money, one. Um, two, they don't want to eliminate football. Three, nobody wants to make that decision, and then something great happens within this country. Um, and we kind of eliminate the threat of the virus um, or the pandemic that we are dealing with. So nobody wants to make this big decision, but they all, in the back of their minds, for I think probably a couple months, knew what was coming. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you had to at least know that this was pretty much what the what, what was happening, unless, like you said, if there was a big change. Um, so that's kind of why I think they waited, had been waiting so long to release this information. Uh, and kind of now we realize that everybody's on the same page. But the Pac-12, if you recall, the Pac-12's mm-hmm. list of demands, um, as well as the Big Ten's list of demands, which, by the way, um, kind of a side story, a side story or side note, an anecdote. I hate jumping off like that, but how about Ohio State stepping up and saying we don't associate ourselves with this Big Ten list of demands? Yeah, that was interesting. And then they obviously got a bunch of shit for that, but um. Then the players for Ohio State kind of started saying their own stuff. Um, they, I don't know if you saw, but on Twitter they put out, it was like a two-page length of like a picture of basically a, a note document and um, just saying how they feel safe, um, stuff like that, how they're working to, together as one with the university and then going on as kind of a whole as Ohio State. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting. I know they got a lot of shit for it. Um, I know people were saying that um, it felt like they were being forced to tweet that stuff out, but um, you know, I I thought it was, it, it, it just kind of cool to see um, them work together as one. I don't know. I still think it, it's big to go as a conference because I feel like you get a lot more accomplished that way. Uh, once again, it's been awesome. We keep repeating this. It's been awesome to see these players band together and realize how much power they have. Yeah. Um, Seriously, it's been really cool to watch. Unfortunately, the circumstances are so negative. There's so much negative shit associated with the circumstances, but they really are banding together. Um, and speaking kind of banding together, the Pac-12 was the man's, as I was talking about. The Pac-12, the, the conference, met with these players about the list of the demands. And this, this points to signs to come, 
Uh, the players got no real answers. The players are very upset with the media. Right. They felt like the conference was kind of dancing around their questions mm-hmm. and trying trying to kind of push them off without giving them any real answers. Uh, later on in the weekend, we kind of find out why that is. It seems like they have plans to cancel the season. Um, but regardless, in these Pac-12 list of demands, then even in the Big Ten list of demands, there are things that go beyond COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. You know, it's not just for this season. It's for going f- further. It's, you know, next season, the next 10 seasons. It's for, you know, potentially a lifetime. Yeah, they. I mean, there were a lot of things on that list uh, that they want changed within the NCAA, period. Mm-hmm. For a long time, and not just in football. Yeah, all yeah, all sports. Which is really cool but they didn't really get any answers from the conference. And hopefully that's just because with having a lot going on right now, um, and and they know there's not going to be a football season, so hopefully they're kind of just buying time to be able to work this out over an extended period of time to be able to get everything accomplished appropriately Um, instead of just just rushing to get something done and not being able to... um, cover all of their areas that they want and stuff like that. You'd really, you'd like to think so. Yeah, I mean, I I really hope it's it's that and not just them ignoring what these athletes want. So I, I have something to, to spitball with you. Um, live, we haven't talked about this at all. It's not, it's not on a list or anything like that. But what, what happens if uh, a conference outside of Power 5, Power 6, our sixth conference, like the American Athletic Conference, steps up and says, we're playing. And all after all these power fives decide we're not playing. What happened? I mean, <laughs> they, will, they will be able to play a full season, yeah. um, obviously with the restrictions, eight games, their full conference schedule. What happens if the American Athletic Conference or a conference outside of the power fives decides we're playing? Number one, no, with Beside the obvious that Cincinnati wins a Natty. That's what I, that was my first thing I was going to say. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think if it turns out good, you know, a couple weeks in, I think the big, the Power Five start kicking themselves in the ass because they canceled if, you know, if Cincinnati's playing, or just the American in general is playing a full schedule and everything's going as smooth as it can during this time, I think that they start um, kicking themselves, but uh, just because they kind of realized that it that there was a chance to be able to play, um, you know, follow these guidelines, stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I'd like to say it really boosts their revenue, but there's no fans. You know, I mean, it'll, it'll help with like TV deals, stuff like that. I mean, there's their see their whole entire season would be on ESPN and ABC, but. Uh, I mean, you know, you're not getting fans into the stadium, so you're not making too much that way. But I think it brings a lot of exposure, for sure, to, to all these schools. But, I mean, the Cincinnati Bearcats will be the national championships, if that's the, if, if that's the case. Which they would have been regardless. <laughs> uh, if, if they're playing with Power 5 or without Power 5, I don't care if the Big Ten's involved or not. I heard that's why they canceled. Just a side note, Luke Fickle was asked about 
since he was included in the preseason poll, a lot of times we don't even get enough respect like that. But for as good as we've been the past few years, period. As good as, as good as we've been, period. But these last few years, Luke Pickle just makes a comment, just a subtle comment. And says, you know, we notice that we're being, uh, you know, just throwing that anecdote out there because I know there's a ton of Cincinnati Bearcats fans listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving forward from the NCAA, obviously we're going to continue to follow everything. I think there's going to be a ton of changes. By Thursday, oh, by yeah. our next episode, we are going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, it's not the last time that we're talking about college football for the yeah. year on Thursday. Ho- hopefully, we were completely wrong, and we have to eat these takes that we just came out and said there's no college football because I guess it's technically not released, so hopefully there's, there's still that 1% chance that maybe this was all just a false report and we look like assholes now. But well, I mean, you always look like an asshole. Um, so you eating your takes is just is a weekly thing. It's a it's an episode <laughs> thing. Okay. It's annual. All right, all right. Moving forward to the NFL, the COVID deadline passed in the NFL. Uh, total numbers of players opting out. So when I say COVID deadline, I should probably uh, elaborate the, their deadline to opt out. Uh, these numbers finished in the mid sixties. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think last we talked, it was about 30 um, in our last episode. So there was a lot over the weekend. Obviously, with the deadline coming up a lot, we we're expecting to see a lot more. But um, that's a lot. I've, you know, I've seen a lot of teams that are starting to pick up guys off free agents because they, they're out of players. You know, they want to get a little more depth on their, on their rosters. It's a decent amount of players. I thought there would be more. Uh, but here's the key. This does not remove these players from being able to opt out. So there's a bit of a loophole, in it. and they have to put this in there if you're going to draw up guidelines like this. But these players can still possibly opt out. If someone close to them gets sick, they can decide to opt out, or if they receive a new diagnosis that puts them in, in risk at risk. Yeah. Which makes sense, I think. I mean, you can't force someone once they made that commitment in a time like this during a pandemic that you can't opt out halfway through the season if you come in close contact with the, with the virus. But here's the problem with this. I think if a player gets sick on a team, which is inevitably going to happen, now a bunch of players want to opt out, and they're going to be able to say, person close to me got sick. Yeah. So I'm out, and a whole team leaves. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure uh, really a new diagnosis means. Um, I think we could have uh, some potentially hilarious stories coming out of the new diagnosis realm. <laughs> um, somebody, a bunch of guys get sick uh, on the Steelers, and now uh, Big Ben's got, you know. He's in a I mean, walking he's boot. He's had asthma since he was little. <laughs> what are you guys, stupid? I've had asthma for years. I'm I'm out. I think there's some potential that we're going to see some diagnosis like that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see Which that. Which would be hilarious. Something to follow. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to continue to follow this. I'm not sure if they're going to change anything with that. But numbers finish at the deadline mid-60s. So, moving forward with the NFL. We had 56 positive tests. So it's, it sounds like a lot, 
56 sounds like a lot, but it's not too bad. Uh, it's a very low percentage of players uh, that got tested. And additionally, we have people coming from all over the country yeah. returning back to their facilities. Who knows where they were, what they were doing. This isn't too bad. 56 positive no, tests isn't too bad. No, I mean, because exactly like you just said, they're, they're coming from all over. They weren't in the bubble like the NBA. Um, so they, I mean... They're coming from Florida, from California, everywhere. So this isn't this isn't bad, especially with um, the amount of people that were tested. Um, you know, you got to think there's it's about seventy five guys probably going through these these testing with um, some of the practice guys, stuff like that. So there, I think there's a lot that are this is this number isn't a lot to uh, to really look into. I don't think. No, if anything, it's a positive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a positive that these test numbers are so reduced within for these athletes. I think it shows that maybe they haven't been exposed to too much. 56 positive tests is not bad, especially to start out when you don't know where these players have been or what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. I I think that's a positive for the NFL. I think we're pushing toward the NFL playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... That's especially with like we just talked about with the NCAA not going. I think that the NFL will be going, and that's really good to to, to think about. Well, here's kind of the cool part: uh, is the NFL is trying to work out if college football is canceled, trying to work out a deal. I'm sure our listeners saw this. I'm sure you saw this. They're working out a deal that they could play for a year. They get a year pass to play on Saturdays. Yeah. So, well, which would be very see, cool because I think you get. A chance to see all the games, um, whereas a lot of times, you know, they you get like the regional game uh, on, on like the CBS network where you're not being you don't really get to see the Chargers too much. You don't see like the the Raiders out there um, unless they're playing in a prime time game. So I think that it'd be a, allow us to see a lot more of these teams. It allows us to see a lot more. It allows fans to actually enjoy the whole weekend. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. college footballs there. We're watching the NFL, which right. isn't the same thing. Uh, and even additionally, with that, uh, these bars, um, bars yeah. and restaurants across the country that are littered all weekend during the fall on Saturday with college football and Sunday with the NFL. Now they get that that full slate of games because mm-hmm. that's worrisome uh, within that industry, and they need it. Small businesses yeah. across the country need it. Yeah, because I mean, I know for sure. I mean, if the Browns are playing on a Sunday and there's NFL games on a Saturday, you know, a buddy or two wants to go sit at a bar at Frickers or something and watch some games, get a couple of drinks, and you know, that definitely, like, I'll definitely be in for that. Whereas if there's nothing on Saturday, like, there wouldn't really be a point, you know? So, yeah, of course that's... you'd be in for that. I mean, <laughs> you, don't, you don't do anything else, you're just a. <laughs> A scum of the earth. Not me. I'm grinding. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm doing all Saturday? You're... I put the TV in front of the treadmill. Oh, uh, okay. Just, just work my ass off. I mean, a little bit of a humble brag. I ran both mornings when we were on our little vacation with quotes around that. But, I mean, I got uh, up and I uh, ran. Quotes around what? Running or quotes around vacation? The the vacation part. I've seen you run. For our listeners, I beat him uh, in a 60-yard <laughs> dash. You did not. Whooped his ass you up did, and down. You did not. Oh, check the tape. Check the footage. Check the tape. Check. Go back and check the filing cabinet for the numbers when we ran that 60. I whooped your ass. Someone was quick on the trigger. Oh, I don't care if someone was quick on the trigger. The number says 
I'm faster than you. But then you would never. I, but then you would never go against me again. Just saying. No, I, I don't. I don't have time. For <laughs> I'm looking ahead to the next opponent. Somebody that thinks that they're faster than me. Oh, okay. And I don't know yet because I, I, they're probably not faster than me. Uh, but I knew you weren't faster than me, and I don't <laughs> want to rerun that. You know, I'm not going to allow somebody to try to take my title away when they're not worth it. Oh, okay. All I right. mean, if you if you're not going up against anybody and winning races over and over again, you don't get to contend for my title. You don't deserve it. Okay. Just to give you a second shot because you don't deserve it. I'm just just because you stumbled into second base on some luck every now and again. <laughs> oh my god. Doesn't mean doesn't mean you get to contest for my title. All right, all right. You know what? So you're the right. The NFL Players Association has put the shut up, shut up while I'm talking. <laughs> Okay. When I'm talking, you keep quiet. You miss your morning meetings. That's how you get treated during an episode. <laughs> All right. The NFL Players Association. I haven't had time to think about this, but the NFL Players Association has a COVID hotline. <laughs> um, I haven't had time to really talk about this. I'm sure you kind of have some takes. Who are who are some big snitches on that COVID hotline? <sighs> Because it's a direct line to the Players Association, so I think there's potential. Okay, so... Somebody's calling, somebody's calling, and it's not just about COVID. It's, it's definitely Philip Rivers. He's he's the top of that. And he's... Philip Rivers calling about COVID, or is he just calling to complain? He's calling to snitch. And, you know, like, he's... These freaking guys are doing bad things. <laughs> <laughs> These guys in in, in in Indy. This isn't uh, California anymore. Yeah, so I think I think I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this uh, throughout the year. Hopefully, the NFL gets rolling and we get to kind of all this snitch this snitch hotline. Uh, it could be a, a who's who because uh, then you're in the locker room. Guys are start pointing fingers. That's the snitch. Oh yeah, that's the guy that's calling on all of us. Oh, yeah. uh, and rumor has it he called the Players Association because he's not getting playing time. <laughs> but I think this is a lot of fun and kind of going hand in hand with that story. Um, John Gruden gets a devastating COVID oh, diagnosis. <laughs> I saw a this. Devastating COVID diagnosis bounces back about a week later uh, to tell his players it was fake, but I wanted to scare you guys. I saw this. I had to read it like three times because I just didn't believe it. Like. Of, but then, but then I I thought about it, and you know it's John Gruden. I'm not surprised by it. Like that's definitely you know how something he would. Ridiculous that is. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's, this isn't something you joke about, <laughs> especially now. Like like if this if this was like the first month of it, like back in in March, like early March, I'd be like, all right, like good job. Like, but now it's with that. with how much it's. I mean, I wouldn't say good job, but. It, like I wouldn't be like as upset about it, but I mean this isn't something that you joke around with right now. I just want to I, I want to know what went on in the, the first meeting. He's like, guys, I gotta leave. Uh, I've got COVID. Now you've got players like freaking out. Oh my god! Wow, I might have it now. And then this would be hilarious if players opted out because of his diagnosis. Oh. And then Gruden's like, oh fuck, he's backfired. <laughs> that would have been great. And he comes back. He comes back whatever day later, and they're like, what are you doing here already? And he goes, listen, <laughs> I don't have COVID, but you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but now you guys know how it feels. <laughs> if 
if I did have COVID. Now, I don't have COVID, but if I had COVID, you guys would know. That's how, how things how would go if I wasn't here because of COVID. But I'm yeah, here. Just, just so you guys know, just like, uh, just so you guys know, I don't have COVID. But can you imagine how devastated you guys would be without me? <laughs> of all people, I mean, he he's the one. I wonder how far this one. I could see Gruden going home. And telling everybody he has COVID. Oh, he, like, he probably told his wife. I should roll with the story. Yeah, he, he told his wife and everyone. And Gruden, you know for sure, is just like uh, Michael Scott when he burned his foot. <laughs> Gruden's laying in his office uh, asking the, the offensive coordinator to come and rub butter on his foot. <laughs> so I was going to compare it to, uh, it's like the... It's like the reverse of when Michael was going to fire Stanley in the office and he told everyone about it. And they're like, well, if you wouldn't have told us, we would have played along with it, like being serious. <laughs> That's a good one. And this is just him, you know, just doing it. He, he, he's Michael Scott. He, he really is. It's a perfect comparison because it's, this is something that would happen on the office oh, yeah. if, if a pandemic was going on. <laughs> yes. Yep. And of course, Gruden has to play this out and then it gets out and all the players are like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. How are we supposed to believe anything you say now? Yeah, I mean, are you going to go to battle with this guy now after he just did this? Yeah, what's he going to, what, what's going to be fake next? <laughs> I, I came down, I, came, I, I caught the cancer. Yeah. Because you, you guys aren't playing good enough. Doc says I got, <laughs> I got cancer of the eyes because I can't watch you guys. Thanks a lot. Anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys play better and Doc says my cancer will go away. <laughs> You're just gonna. But I cannot wait for more storylines to come out of of John's John Gruden's COVID diagnosis and and more to come from that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. What a, what an idiot! This is so funny, and I can't but, wait. But to yeah, hear it's the players' takes. It fits him. It fits him perfectly. I think. Like it's not something that like I was like super shocked. Like once I actually thought about it, I wasn't shocked by this. Going forward ahead with, with another headline here, Patty Mahomes, kind of a more fun headline, Patty Mahomes and Josh Allen. I didn't even want to talk about this because it's all everybody's talking about. It's all these sporting shows can talk about. It's all of their headlines because it's something that they can just harp on over and over right. and over again. Everybody has their takes. So uh, for the listeners, or if, if you don't know, Josh Allen and, and Patty Mahomes are deciding on who has the strongest arm because of a Madden rating that came out. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Mahomes' rating was was a was a bit higher than, than Josh Allen. But <laughs> the throwing power, Josh Allen was a ninety nine, and Mahomes was a ninety seven, I believe. Uh, so now they want to get together and they want to have this competition. Yeah, they want to have a competition over who can throw farther, which wouldn't be too complicated to have. But uh, it's one of these headlines that we're just going to build up. Yeah, and I, it's. Like, if this was something that came out in, like, the middle of summer, like, or the beginning of summer, I think it would even have a lot more steam behind it because, I mean, now we're just getting too close to, like, the season actually starting for this to actually happen. And, like you said, it's just something for all these talk shows to talk about for an hour and let and listen to Stephen A. talk about this. And, I mean, so I don't think anything's going to come out of this. I mean, does Mahomes really need that much more? I mean, he got everything, man. <laughs> let Josh Allen Josh have Allen something. Yeah, just let him have something. Let him have the power. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what, his, what Allen's 
Madden rating is outside of his throwing power. I, I'm not even sure either. It's probably Can't decent, but it's not like it's definitely. It's probably I'd say like 82 or something, and 80 maybe. Yeah, it's it's average. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I I really didn't want to talk about this because I don't really have a take or much to talk about. But yeah. it's a headline. It's what everybody's talking about. Who do you think? Who do you think wins this if they were to do it? So if they were to do it, I'm gonna say Pat Mahomes because I feel like Josh Allen would like. I mean, he, I love him, but I, I feel like this up. yeah, I feel like as he's going up the throw, he'd trip and fall or something. And I'm not sure how they do this, like three throws or something. Yeah, I, it's gotta be. But um, I just feel like that Pat Mahomes, he's just a gamer, and he, you know. He just doesn't lose. That's how. That's just what, what what I think about him. So I think he finds a way to win. Something to follow. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll happen. It's not a complicated thing to arrange. Yeah, at some even point I they, think it will. Even if they don't get together, it's. It, here's what I'm concerned about. ESPN makes this an event, and yeah. we watch like three hours. Oh, for sure. Ten minutes of them throwing. We watch like three hours of footage. Like all build up, build up, build up. And yeah. Like, like Baker's there, and he's on the field, and he's announcing and interviewing the guys. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning is there, hanging out. Like they got everybody out, ready to roll. And then there's t- ten minutes of throwing, and that's it. Oh yeah. This is something that they would build up like that. Yeah, they're yeah. It, it it's gonna be one of those. I mean, so when you say it that way, it reminds me of when LeBron had his uh, when he went to. To Miami, and he had the hour-long special just to say he was going to Miami. Exactly. When, when it could have been a five-minute, like a commercial. Like it's the, it's, it's the same exact thing. They yeah. Build it up, build it up, yep. build it up, because they know everybody's waiting for something like this. Yeah, exactly. Nothing else better to watch. But I guess, I guess we'll follow it. Yeah. So we got more news out of the XFL. It's not necessarily new. It's not uh, breaking or anything like that, but they're finally starting to talk. Uh, Garcia and Johnson are finally starting to talk on their planes. Obviously, we discussed the possible bubble for the XFL. They're exploring that still. They're exploring this bubble idea for this upcoming season. They they haven't spoke recently on college players joining with them um, or working all of that out, all the logistics behind a move like that out, but it's a clever and very creative idea. Don't get me wrong. So the XFL... Uh, quotation here. They plan on expansion and storytelling. They want to expand. They not only want to expand teams-wise, they want to expand in terms of their interaction, the amount of fans, the players, and then they want to expand on storytelling. They want people to follow them. Uh, Another quote here, 24-7. They want everybody on board with the XFL. They want to give players an opportunity. They want constant fan interaction. They are really trying to entertain the people. They want to bring this to the fans. This yeah. is exciting. I yeah, mean, it's cool. It's clever. It's creative. Yeah, I think it's if, if there's a league that's able to do it, I think it's going to be the XFL. Um, but this is something that they they have to nail it and keep nailing it because it's also something that I think can lose its. Um, People lose interest in it quickly. Yeah, yeah. Just like they did in this past season. Yeah. So they had a ton, and nearly four, I think it was four million viewers mm-hmm. in that first weekend, and then 
boom. Yeah. I mean, it was gone. It was gone each week. Because, like I mentioned last uh, episode, it's right there in the heart of when college basketball really starts to get big. Because you just have the Super Bowl ending. Um, so and that's, I mean, you got about a month till March Madness, and it's so it's tough um, to keep viewers. So that's why they gotta they gotta nail it and just keep nailing it and not let those viewers leave. It's a tough gig. It is, yeah. I think this could potentially work itself out because it sounds like their plans, they haven't outright said this, but it sounds like their plans are kind of pushing away from facing off with the NFL and making this more of, I don't want to say a minor league, but a stepping stone to the NFL. Yeah. Almost working with the NFL and not looking to take away fans, not going up against them head-to-head uh, or trying to take down this league. And I, and I know with the different timelines this past season with the XFL and the NFL, they weren't taking them on head-to-head. They'll lose that. The XFL will lose that. Mm-hmm. They know that. Yeah. But it did seem like it was like almost a rival league. Yeah. So it seems like Johnson, and I hope I'm getting that right. Is it Garcia? It's Garcia, correct? I believe so. Uh, regardless, the they are trying to almost work with the NFL in terms of we can get your fan base as well. Why not enjoy both? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost a different game. Uh, and work together. We can provide you with more entertainment. Yeah, if you can work together, um, because. Like you said, if they can work together and be kind of like the minor league system, like football obviously doesn't have that. They just have college football. Um, and it obviously works, but having this another uh, system where, you know, we've seen the XFL kind of be the, like, the league where the players go for like their last chance, basically. Um, so last just chance. Use that uh, as, you know, as the farm system, basically. Um, or if these college players, we, we've also seen it be used a little bit as to keep developing a little bit. You know, they weren't exactly ready for the NFL, so they go, they can go there, play there for a year or two, three years, then get a chance in the NFL. But it needs to be consistent, you know. Like, like I said, we've seen this a little bit before, but we haven't seen it stay consistent so yeah i mean it's allowed to be just a pop-up yeah yeah the league doesn't stay for longer than a year so it's tough for these players to want to go to this league if you know they have a bad track history of not staying uh, afloat yeah let's let's produce something beneficial for these players beneficial for the fans and beneficial for the league yeah we don't want to push a product out there and try to make our money and get out. Let's let's actually get something done. And it sounds like they're pushing in that direction, which could potentially be pretty cool. Right. It's funny to think about the XFL, uh, given their history, the, the fact that we're talking very seriously about them and the opportunities that they have in front of them, uh, given the, the nature and the history of the XFL. Yeah. But uh, we've got some potential here. So something to follow. I think I think we'll see more. Uh, coming out within the following weeks. I think they're going to judge what they want to say based on what happens with college football. Yeah, I mean, for sure. This is a chance for them to kind of take over. Uh, depending on what college football does, they can kind of steal the spotlight from them. And we're also, they're, they're also-
also exploring a bubble. I should mention that they're yeah. exploring a bubble option and, and being the little amount of teams that the XFL does have, uh, they have the opportunity for a bubble to be uh, effective and beneficial. Yeah. Now, uh, we might actually have to change the headline from the NFL to the XFL. We have an <laughs> NFL and XFL headline. We're going to have to here soon. We discussed that in morning meetings. Uh, you would not know that. <laughs> Moving forward to the MLB. I want to lead off with this. Uh, we're moving things around. The Astros A's fight. Let's go. Fuck the Astros. So we have another hero. <laughs> we have another hero in our midst. And I, I want to get this name right. I was going to say it's... It's going to be thrown out everywhere all week. Uh, Roman Lorino. Yeah, sounds good to me. Lorino. I'm just going to call him Lorino. Hero. This wasn't. Uh, yeah, another, we have another hero in our midst. He's going to be all over the place. Doesn't matter what his suspension is. Everyone's going to love him forever. So, uh, I actually got this news from somebody that I was with. They said the bench is cleared. So then I watched the video and I said the bench has been cleared. <laughs> One bench went to the other. <laughs> One man took and, on an entire dugout. So Lorino just runs in. You have to watch this video for our listeners if you haven't seen it. He's pointing, they're chirping, uh, even have a coach in the Astros dugout. Yeah, that was bullshit. Off, which is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Uh, and Lorino runs right into the dugout, <laughs> just ready to roll. I mean, all-out sprint. He was just ready. He's like, okay, if you're going to egg me on, yeah. if you're asking, then I'm going to come. Yeah. and I think a lot, he did what every player wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I think he just had enough. Um because at first you see him kind of saying, like, if you're going to throw at me on purpose, don't throw a fastball, throw a curveball. He was talking with the pitcher. Um, and obviously what was bullshit was that coach um, for, for the Astros egging on. That's embarrassing. He's yelling back. And the thing that made it even worse was he was the hitting coach for the Astros. So, one, you're a coach talking to a player, like, like talking shit, t- telling him to come at you. Like, come on, man. And two, you're the hitting coach for the Astros where obviously, I mean, we know about some hitting coaches for the Astros in the past. Like you just, you got to wait a couple years be- before you can start talking again, you know. And well, then and then for you to be sitting there pointing him to, to come towards you and then as soon as he runs at you, you run behind, you. yeah, you run behind your four players. Like, this is, this be is a man. douchebag move. Yeah. You know, you're, you know you're calling some guy out to fight. Uh, and then he gets up out of the out of the bar stool. Once he actually like, gets up, yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually coming over here. Uh, I'm gonna need to do a hold back technique. You yeah. guys are gonna need to get in front of me and, and pull me yeah. uh, away from this guy. Classic. Um, this is really embarrassing for the Astros organization, and I can't believe that because uh, an A's player starts the fight, and it's embarrassing for your organization. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but another hero. Oh yeah. Another yep. hero. This is just gonna keep coming down from the top. Why yep. didn't you do anything, Manfred? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you step up and do anything in the first place and say, we're hitting these guys with suspensions. We're hitting the Astros exactly. with suspensions. Exactly. It's all, I mean, the, there still would have been some stuff happening, but it wouldn't have, one, it wouldn't have been this blown up because now everyone wants it to happen because there wasn't anything that happened to them. But um, then it just takes away, like people don't want to retaliate once you give them that, you know. They already been punished. They don't need it anymore. But now this is going to happen this year, and it's going to go in, into next year. Keep it coming. 
Yeah, oh yeah. I'm fine with oh, yeah. it. I don't have a problem with it. As long as this doesn't, I don't want anybody to, to seriously get hurt. Right. But, all right, keep it coming. These guys got what's coming to them. And I'm glad to see them playing so bad. I believe they got swept I was gonna this say, weekend. What also makes this great is seeing them play so bad, Jose Altuve having three errors in one inning, and still seeing those three hit, like, 170, 160. I think at one point, Altuve was down to 140 this weekend, so... Well, that's what I it's, was gonna say. They are struggling. It's so nice. It's so great to see. It's funny. It's it's ironic, uh, and it's. I mean, it's ironic just to look at how good of hitters they were, and then to know that they were, they knew what pitch was coming, and now to see them do this, which it's great to see. A, I love there's it. There's a core group of guys on the Astros, um, and all the baseball fans know who they are, who are going to get booed for the rest of their careers. Yeah. And it uh, sucks and I because I was a big fan of those guys. Like, not a, I'm gonna say a big fan, but I always liked Bregman. I thought Altuve was good. Like, I mean, they were good for baseball. For and a bit. I mean, they were young guys, and yeah, they were good for baseball. And then now, like, I absolutely hate them. Like, yeah, you can't stand them. Everything that they did, you cannot. There's a difference between cheating in baseball between the lines and orchestrating a plan to cheat in baseball. Everybody knows that stealing signs when they got a runner on second happens in the game. That's, I mean, that's more, yeah. That's part of the game. Yeah. Now, orchestrating a plan, an elaborate scheme <laughs> to cheat and blatantly cheat in between the lines, pulling it out yeah. from outside the lines, orchestrating this entire plan and then bringing it in between the lines, is a major problem. Yeah, it's and a bullshit. problem that should came down from the top, from the commissioner. Didn't do anything. I mean, in the past, we've seen guys get banned from baseball for worse things than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. At, at least Pete bet on his own fucking team. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, Pete uses betting on his own team, and these guys are blatantly cheating. I just can't, I cannot uh, believe that nothing's come of this, but like I said, uh, keep sending the boys into the dugout. Let's keep rolling. Oh yeah, let's yeah, um, let's keep let's keep seeing it. Keep oh yeah, going. and they they're gonna continue to get worse. We're gonna continue to see the fights get worse and worse. The next guy that goes in the dugout is going spikes up. <laughs> He's gonna leap in, spikes up, ready to roll, drill somebody in the head. <laughs> now they're gonna keep handing down suspensions. We're gonna see a bunch of suspensions come out about this either uh, sometime today. Or within the next couple days. Yeah. Like, like and, sometime today. I mean, obviously, um, our hero is going to get the get a big one, but um, that coach also better get something, a suspension fire. or a fine or something, because that, cause that was bullshit. And, I mean, he probably won't if they didn't get suspended for a cheating scandal. I, I don't see why he'd be suspended now. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't come back after, after the fact and say, well, we're not going to hit you for the cheating, but we'll hit you for the aftermath of the cheating. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see suspensions, and I don't think it affects these players. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to retake the name. I think it's Loriano. Maybe. I think I think it's Loriano. Now that you say it that way, I think that's what they were saying on the... I like Loriano better. That, that, yeah. I, think that I think that sounds more familiar. Yeah. But Loriano is—he should not be hurt by the suspension. 
No. Uh, it sucks that you're not going to be able to play, and it sucks getting a suspension over something ridiculous like this um, for the guys that you've probably been waiting to fight all, all off season. <laughs> but uh, it's not going to stop guys from fighting them. They're going to hit with suspensions, they're going to wear it, and they're going to keep fighting. Yep. This is going to happen throughout the next two seasons. Uh, and like I said, they're going to have a core group of these Astro players going to have a target on their back for the rest of their careers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, more breaking news. You want to talk about the uh, the Indians mishap that yeah. recently just came out late Sunday? Yeah, so it was like right before we started taping our episode on Sunday, we got this news that Zach Plesak, who the Indians right now, statistically they have the best starting lineup in baseball right now. And um, as in... They're starting pitcher, pitching, not their starting lineup, but um, you know they have starting a six-man. Ro- yeah, yep, they have a six-man rotation who? right now. Wait a minute, says who? I said through the statistics. If you look, they have the what? They lead the league. They lead the league in everything right now, except for strikeouts. They're second. That's a that's a that's a lie. Lead the league in what? In everything. No, that's wrong. You're wrong about that. I'm taking you on right now live. I'm, I'm getting on. You're wrong. I'm getting on right now. Well, I'll continue to tell your story because we, it is breaking news and we want to hear about it. So he uh, got he pitched last night, pitched a great game, and then um, I guess he went out downtown Chicago with some of his buddies. Um, so he obviously broke team protocol and league protocol, and um, now he is – got sent back to Cleveland and that's the last I've seen it sounds like he's done for he's got quarantine and he's done for 13 days now so here's one of the most embarrassing parts about this is he was quoted early saying and yeah. uh, when asked about the drinking and going out he was quoted saying um, MLB players aren't worried about. We're not worried about going out drinking. We're focused on the season. We know that there are bigger things at stake during a time like this. Yeah, that was a rough... Um, tough take when you go back to it. Tough, tough take. And I'm not sure... This is great for baseball because it now sets the tone to say, we're not going to put up with this shit. If you guys want to go hang out with the fuck around gang when we're in Chicago... Uh, go for it, but you're not coming with us. Um, um, we don't want you uh, representing our organization in this way. And from what I understand, they're getting hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he is. He is. His teammates in the yeah. organization saying, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, why are, you, why are we going out right now? And uh, I why mean, are you putting our uh, health in jeopardy? He, he's a young guy, because, too. So, I mean, I guess he makes that, like, maybe he doesn't think it all the way through. But um, when you say that, and, and the Indians have been taking a lot of precautions with this because of Carlos Carrasco with him battling last year. They've, they've really taken this pretty seriously um, and shit with how Francona is with his illnesses all the time. Um, but um, they, they've really taken this seriously. So I think that's why this, he's really, really um, getting hit pretty hard by the Indians in general. And then obviously the league. Yeah, 
like I said, I think this is great because you set the tone for the rest of the teams. Hopefully, guys are now guys that were even considering going out. I hope none of them were. Right. Guys that were considering going out are not considering it anymore. Right. Um, I also want to add um, ESPN.com pitching stats. All MLB first place, Cleveland Indians. What? What? What stat? All pitching stats. All pitching stats. That's an ESPN stat. That's a garbage ESPN stat. Oh Give me God. a real stat. What do you want? Anything. I... So they lead strikeouts. the league in, in strikeouts. I think that's what they were second in. They are second behind the Cincinnati Reds. Um, ERA is, is skewed. ERA uh, is the, the Indians. The Reds bullpen's garbage. Yeah, ERA is skewed. That's wrong. Um, and another thing, let's not. It is bananas to me that you said they got the best starting rotation. A lot of these teams have, haven't even played nearly the amount of games that that Cleveland's played. So I don't want to. I don't want to get into a discussion about this right now. Maybe we'll look forward to that uh, in the future. But uh, going hand in hand with that, the Cardinals. Uh, speaking of teams that aren't going to get to play a full season, twelve games postponed. <laughs> Actually, I think it's fifteen now. Yeah, because they're not playing this Sunday. entire week. Yeah, they continue to deal with the aftermath of their outbreak. Yeah, and and they almost. I think I could be wrong, so correct me if I am. But they just got kind of like a second wave of it. Um, they were supposed to be playing again this weekend, and then kind of a second wave. And I mean, they they have played five games. Which so is... here's the problem with what the Cardinals did. Uh, and you are correct; they're hitting a second wave. That's why they have their games all the way through. I believe Wednesday. You know, postponed. Yeah, yeah, I think and the so. weekend postponed. And now they're postponed to Pirates moving forward. Uh, they handled this improperly from the start, and now they're backpedaling. Right from the start, they had positive tests. Three days later, they get together and travel. Yeah. So you already have a problem. Now you have to backpedal and say, we didn't handle this improperly, but you know you did. So now they're backtracking, trying to protect their players about postponing a lot of games, and now they're announcing that they are not going to meet for three to five days, which I don't understand (laughs) at all. I'm not sure what that does for them. Uh, It allows for more testing, sure, but not meeting for three to five days, I don't know how that solves any of your issues. But, like I said, um, they're backpedaling right now. They're backtracking on everything that they did because they realize now that not only did they have a problem within their organization, and they're bringing COVID back, they had an issue with their improper ability to handle an outbreak. Yeah. I mean, you could have isolated these guys almost immediately if you were taking care of your tests, or this could have all been prevented if... You get those positive tests, and then you handle it properly, and you cancel things immediately instead of trying to work through it. I know it's a tough situation. It's unprecedented. People aren't sure whether you tough it out um, and you keep moving forward like the Marlins are, (laughs) which is ridiculous. We'll talk about the Marlins uh, here in a second, but the Cardinals are going to deal with this aftermath uh, throughout the rest of the season. If you're having that many games postponed, they're going to be smacking themselves in the head come come around game 45 when they are looking at uh, playing 20 games in 10 days. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a month of, of doubleheaders. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pushing that way. <laughs> uh, nobody nobody wants to play them. Um, so things are going to change. I think it's possible that we could see some teams start to kind of push away from even finishing the season. Um, from 
from what I understand, the MLB is pushing for, and it's, I, th- I think it's already done, um, that teams can finish whether they're at 60 games or not. not sure how that impacts everything. Yeah, it's, it's just it's crazy to think about. I mean, they've played five games, and these other teams are up to 16, 17 games now, and it's just they're so far behind, and like you said, if, you, if they just handled it a little differently... And I know it's there's, there hasn't been one person through something like this, but just take that risk of not playing that weekend and try to get things taken care of right then. And then you take care of it that weekend, you're, you're good to go, instead of now being two weeks behind everybody else. Exactly. Why not plan for the worst? Yeah. Plan your season or plan what's going on within your organization as if everybody has COVID. I mean, I know it's tough, and, and nobody wants to cancel, like, be that first one to cancel or whatever, but take the hit for the weekend, and now, or, and then you're not two weeks behind like you are now. But it's hard, it's hard to say, you know, it's easy to say it after the fact. Right, yeah. It's hard to right. say that when you're dealing with it. Right. Um, but I completely agree with you regardless. So, let's talk about the Marlins. Story of the season, and probably the story of the season for the rest of the season. If they keep playing the way they're playing, they are red hot. <laughs> they they're gonna win the World Series. They are red hot um, coming off of this. Now, more importantly than them being red hot, or even uh, maybe even a cooler story, is <sighs> this roster. So, if you read a headline about the, the Marlins, pretty much anywhere, you learn something about. Uh, something new about this team. Uh, you learn something new about what they're dealing with or the roster, uh, who's starting tonight. Uh, a lot of stuff, has, a lot of different headlines. There's a lot of uh, people talking about uh, the fact that they have, I think their total number is 18 new players. Yeah, I think. I think 18 new players in their start. Now, within this 18 new players, their manager um, met eight of them yesterday. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He met eight of them <laughs> on the roster, um, which is hilarious to think about. Uh, we've got some new boys in the dugout. We've got eight new boys. We've got enough to make a whole new team uh, in the dugout now. And welcome, boys. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean he's writing the lineup card, and he's saying, who the hell is this guy? Like, Yeah, you give, know. Me, give me numbers, guys. Give yeah. me numbers. I don't know your numbers. Yeah, and uh, it's I, like when you get a it's like when you get a team together for a tournament or you're asked to play on a team for right. a tournament yeah. for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, Everyone get in line so I can see your numbers. Yeah, does everybody have a jersey? <laughs> we need a jersey for, for the new kid that we just flew in. <laughs> uh, and he, even uh, another cool story, like these stories keep getting better and better. Um, the Miami Marlins added a former Olympic medalist in speed skating. <laughs> so I saw this, and I almost thought it was a joke, like them saying that we pretty much got everybody possible. But <laughs> no, they got a infielder, Eddie Alvarez, a 30-year-old Miami native who won a silver medal in speed skating in the 2014 Winter Olympics. He's never played in the majors. And it's possible that he's just a really good ball player, but it's just a fun storyline to play with. Um, but their team that they've put together, these 18 new guys, they're, they're good, I guess. Just the guys that just want to win. 
You know, they're just <laughs> taking what has been dealt with them, and I guess, you know, they're it, helping them rally together. You know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's awesome to see. It's cool. Listen, great teams find a way to win. Yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to hear more about these headlines. 18, 18 new guys is a lot. We're going to have time to learn more and more about each one of these guys. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of stories coming out of these guys meeting each other or oh yeah uh, some of the some of the veterans there's pretty much no veterans on this (laughs) arms roster but not realizing that this is a new player and this is just going to be a lot of fun i hope they stay hot yeah i i mean i would love to see them stay hot through the playoffs and get i mean at just at least get into the playoffs hopefully um just because it's always fun to see those teams that you know they're not the best teams but they just get hot the right time um we saw the mets a couple years ago the indians the cubs um, you know, teams that just get hot at the right times, and they, a young team, and it's just always fun to watch. Yeah, and, then, and a lot of storylines to follow with the Marlins. This should be this should be really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Now I'm gonna interview you. Moving forward to our next headline in the MLB, Hunter Pence completely lost the ball to end Cueto's no hitter in the fifth. Now, I don't like the no hitter in the fifth type. I don't like that headline. Because in the fifth, I'm not too worried about it. And it sounded like Cueto wasn't too worried about it. Obviously, Pence is pretty upset. If you saw all of this, you saw this this video of Pence losing the ball. He's about 20 feet in front of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was camped. I, yeah. I thought he was camped. And then you see him panic and the ball lands 20 feet behind him. Now, being a person that this happened to on a weekend basis. <laughs> not a weekend for, basis. For, for our listeners... The king of shitty takes was allegedly, or at least pretended to be, an outfielder. Um, and this happened quite a bit to the king of shitty takes. <laughs> happened like once or twice. Bounced off his head. Never bounced off my head. Squared him up in the nose on occasions because <laughs> he just could not see it. Couldn't play a ball in the outfield very uh, very good. What does this feel like? Right after this happens, ignore the no-header part. Pretend so, like it's not a no-header. What does this feel like? So when it did happen to me a couple times, it was I lost it in the sun. And when you're – because when that ball's first hit, you know, you think you got a good jump on it. And when you can't find the ball, it's the most hopeless and terrifying feeling in the world. Because, I mean, especially um, in a situation like that, whether there was a guy on base or in his situation, there was uh, a no-hitter on on the line. So it's just terrifying because you know – everyone's watching you try to find this ball and you just can't and you don't know what to do you just can't see it you don't know where it is and then it drops and then you have that just that rush of you have to go chase after it you have to sprint after it and it sucks at what point do you start calling like i don't see it (laughs) well i mean do you ever want to make that call because you could find it last minute well that's the thing you don't you don't want to because if I mean, for me, or in both cases, it was the left fielder for for myself, and then for Hunter Pence last night or on Saturday night, and um, you know that's a long, long run for the center fielder, and you know at at first that center fielder is not spraying over because you know that it's a routine fly ball, so they're not you know right in your back pocket anyways, so it, it's tough to even say that because they're not right behind you to. Like, the ball's going to drop either way, for the most part, if, if you don't see it. And so, you try not to, but at the same time, 
you almost want to so that way when it does drop you're like yeah i just couldn't see it like you know kind of cover your ass a little bit do you lose this ball off the bat or do you lose it do you have a beat on it and then lose it because pence didn't look like he had a beat on it he was yeah moving, but it didn't look like he ever had a beat on it in my cases i usually saw the ball off the bat and then you like like i said like i, I would lose it in the sun or something um, and then, so, which I would say, and I've never, I guess I've never been Hunter Pence situation, but it's, it's more terrifying because that ball could come down right on top of you. You don't, you don't know where it is and, and you don't want to do the thing where you put your glove on top of your head, you know, like the, oh, that's a tough look. you know, you're never going to do that, but that ball might be coming out of the air right on top of your head. And that's happened to you before. It has never happened to me. You guys say that's, it has. It never happened. That ball has thumped the it, king of shitty takes right on top of the head. It never. On my mama, it never happened. On your mama. Interesting. Um, but it was nice to kind of get a, a first-hand <laughs> look. Not only the king of shitty takes, the king of shitty outfield play. <laughs> All right. That's all we have for the MLB. Uh we're going to continue to follow scores, stuff like that. I feel like I say that at the end of every headline. We're going to continue to follow this. <laughs> We're going to follow stuff, I think. Like sports. Sports, 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 sports. We're going to follow sports. Chuck sports. All year. Let me put that uh, into perspective right now so I, so I can stop saying. We're going to continue to follow. Uh, pretend like I'm a journalist or something. I'm I promise. Some garbage kid with, with better takes than my co-host. I promise that our sports podcast is going to follow sports this, this season. We are going to continue to do sports. We should switch it up and do like a politics episode. <laughs> just, 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 so everybody, just keep everybody on their toes. <laughs> just keep everybody on their toes like, wait, is this the Cuban banner? <laughs> but we will continue to follow sports uh, throughout the length of this podcast. Now, the NBA. Grant's going to do a lot of talking. Uh, so for the listeners, make sure you fast forward at least six minutes. Because uh, Grant's going to be doing a lot of talking with, with pretty much every NBA headline. The NBA, though, already looking forward to regional bubbles for next season. Preparing for the absolute worst. That's why Adam Silver yeah. is the best. <laughs> He's already, and like, it seems so far away, but it really isn't. And it's also one of those things where you might as well start planning for it just in case. You know, if it turns out where we don't need it, then who cares? Like, there's nothing in the wrong, you know? Um, you'd rather do it now than be like a Roger Goodell and not know what's going on three weeks before training camp starts. Exactly. Prepare for the worst. Why not play all these regional bubbles? And if you look at what they're kind of creating for these regional bubbles, it's a really cool concept Mm -hmm. to have teams shift out of their bubbles and kind of rotate every certain amount of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it allows for a lot of protection for COVID as it pertains to travel. And it also, I think, sets up a really cool dynamic with these regional bubbles and a lot of cool traveling stories as they go to different bubbles <laughs> and maybe we start seeing the players rate the bubbles yeah, um, or, or where they're playing and what's going on in that bubble. And then we see a little chat. I think this could potentially be really cool. Be excited to, to go back to a certain bubble because it was, it was better or something like that. Exactly. So or, why not or you play good in one bubble. So, you know, you you got to get yeah. back there. Of, of course, all the NBA commentators and um, all these statisticians in the NBA are going to be, well, these guys in the Toronto bubble are yeah. legit. Now, outside of Toronto, they don't play all that great. But uh, obviously, we want to see basketball played 
normal. But if this is the case, if we're dealing with this next season, which is crazy to think about, the NBA is already sparking up uh, next season talks, but it's not that far away. Yeah. But uh, worst case scenario, I like the regional bubble idea. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good cool. for Adam Silver to be ahead of the game. Yeah, for sure. He's I mean, probably already planning the 2030 season. <laughs> he probably is. He's just unreal. <laughs> this dude is incredible with Great everything that he's doing. We say it every every episode too, and it, I mean it, it needs to be said. It's not that we're overdoing it. it. It needs to be said because he continues to nail everything. Everything that's been handed or dealt his way this season, he's he's nailed it and dealt this season and next season. Yeah, he's already dealing with next season's problems. <laughs> uh, Roger Goodell is not sure what year it is, but so we're preparing for next season. Uh, we might have a segment from here on out just praising Adam Silver. Yeah. You gotta find just one thing a segment to segment where we just five minutes talk about how great he is. <laughs> I like that. And, and speaking, uh, goofy, lengthy dudes that got it going on. Bill Walton makes an appearance <laughs> as a virtual fan, <laughs> and I don't know what it was, but his head was so much bigger. Like he must have had his face right in the screen. <laughs> Because he was so much bigger than the other bird, and he also couldn't be happier to be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, he probably doesn't know that he was there. there. He doesn't know he was there, but he was happy. I think it's possible that Bill Walton just opened up his computer. That's how he always looks, just smiling that much. And he realized his webcam was on, and they had invited him into uh, the virtual game, and he he wasn't sure. I think that's possible. It's I would, I would not rule that. I am not ruling that out at all. And I would love to. I would have loved to have him mic'd up. <laughs> if he did know that he was a virtual fan, I would love to have him mic'd up just to hear the noises he makes on the other end once he gets in. <laughs> First, I would love to hear him mic'd up, trying to get on him. this computer, <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on yeah. or how he does it. That would uh, be great. I mean, there's a 90% chance that he was tapping on the webcam, <laughs> like knocking on the door to see if he could get in. Uh, but it was so funny to see him. He was just so happy uh, to be on, to be there, like to be at the game or whatever. And you know what? I, I mean, I'm happy for him because he looked so happy. Yeah. he. Uh, I wonder if he was standing watching this game. Like he normally does. He's he's normally uh, standing watching all these games yeah. when, he, when he broadcasts the games. Uh, I hope he continues to pop up. <laughs> just just a, just pops into to every game. Obviously, he was popping in uh, with Portland because of his ties and his championship that he won. But I don't know. This is going to be. <laughs> I hope he pops up at some MLB games. What I love is when I look up Bill Walton and it just every picture is the same face. <laughs> The, Bill Walton, every picture is the same face. It's, it's the confused, happy look. Now, the, the same amount of teeth showing uh, <laughs> in every every picture. He was just as happy when he tuned into the game. <laughs> now, for the listeners, make sure you're fast-forwarding. Probably, probably four minutes at this point. Fast-forward four minutes ahead if you don't want to listen to the King of Shitty Takes. Tell us more about his shitty takes. Grant... Give us your NBA picture, playoff picture, updates, season moving forward, everything. Lay out the NBA. Yeah, so like we mentioned last week, uh, last episode, things seemed to be pretty normal going on with the NBA. Whether it was just picking up right where they left off, the game plan in general. Um, 
But with that, it was, it was a pretty big weekend. I think there's a lot that happened. Uh, the East is pretty much wrapped up. There's still a couple ways that might be moved. Um, the eight might move up to a seven, but the Wizards w- were eliminated. So we got the eight teams in, in the playoffs for the East. Just maybe a couple things moving for seeding-wise. Um, today, the Pelicans were eliminated. They lost, and then Portland won. So uh, the Pelicans are the first team out in the West. And then, uh, so I think I think that the, the NBA's uh, idea of having so many teams in the West because of the chance of Zion to get in kind of backfired on them. Um, you know, we still get a couple more games of Zion, but um, I know they might not play him just because of his injuries and might not have a reason to play him now. Um, with not playing for a playoff spot. But um, other than that, there will be a play, uh, a play-in game in the West. So for the eight, for the final spot, there will be a play-in game no matter what. Um, and for those of you that don't know the play-in game, it's going to be between the eight and nine seeds. They will play a game. And uh, if the eight seed wins that first game, they will advance to play the Lakers since they are the top seed. If the nine seed wins, there will be a second game the day after, and then that second game will be a winner take off for the final spot to go play the Lakers. So a little bit of a little a tournament kind of uh, way. Um, either eight seed wins one game, um, or the nine seed wins the first game and forces the second game for a winner take all, which could be very cool. A nice little um, way kind of make that last spot a little, a little more interesting. But um, to go back, um, we've talked about it. It's been a couple episodes ago now. TJ Warren, he's still balling out for the Pacers right now. Um, he's actually l- leading the NBA in scoring in the bubble. Um, I know we talked about his 50-point game. He had a 30-point game right after that. Uh, I believe he just had another 30-point game. So he's he's still going off. Uh, he's one of those guys that he really likes this bubble. He, he might be a guy for next year who just wants to play in one bubble. But um, Devin Booker also still playing great. He had the game winner, um, still going off. And I think the hot topic of the weekend was Luka Doncic. Uh, he was making some unreal plays. He had a stat line, which I found this to be a crazy stat line. He had 36 points, 14 rebounds, and 19 assists, um, which to me just unreal stat line. Obviously a triple-double, but for him to be getting 14 rebounds, I think it's pretty uh, crazy. But then also to have 19 assists on 36 with, with 36 points, um, that's damn near scoring or assisting on every basket, probably three-quarters of baskets that the team made in general. But um, today, or on, on Sunday, big news came out for the 76ers. Uh, Joel Embiid, he injured his ankle during their game, and he is not re- he, he did not return during that, that game. Um, as of right now, as we are taping this, it's still unknown. Um, and they already have Ben Simmons. He's likely out for the year. So uh, the 76ers, they kind of 
have been that team that people have been talking about the past couple years, the young team that they've, you know, trust the process. And I think this was kind of a year that they were saying that this is a chance for them to, to do it, but pieces just aren't falling their way, uh, which, which sucks. That's, that's a fun young team that, to watch, but just not falling their way. Um, and then kind of just wrapping up, I think – that pretty much covered everything. Like I said, the East is is wrapped up. Um, just playing for a couple different spots, maybe potential that that Orlando slides into the seventh spot for Brooklyn. Um, but other than that, not much going on there. The West, we still got five teams, six teams playing for that final eight spot. So we'll see. Um, we only got what a couple games left now. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but there was there was a little bit of drama between Damian Lillard and uh, Paul George, Pat Beverly. Um, Damian Lillard missed two foul shots down by one with about 10 seconds left in the game. Um, they started going at him. Um, big, big deal on, on Twitter and Instagram, kind of tweeting back and forth at each other. Um, just a little drama there, but um, I know that's that's big in, in the NBA world. Um, all the little shit talking and, and drama that happens off the court. It seems like that's the league that that happens in the most. But um, other than that, um, I think that's our NBA recap for the weekend. For the listeners, pause that uh, and give Grant a round of applause. <laughs> that was phenomenal. I really like that. I like. Uh, the concept of you taking on the NBA, talking about it, rambling about it. Uh, the toughest part about this was was teaching the King Shitty Takes how to read. Once we <laughs> taught him how to read, uh, things started rolling. He, he figured out a bunch of different words on his own. Uh, we taught him the basics, and he started to learn a bunch on his own. It's, good tough. It, it's still a little tough. Yeah, but that was great. It was great to a lot of big words used in there uh, but honestly it was really cool to hear your takes uh, I like hearing just like constant NBA updates uh, yeah moving forward with the NBA we're going to push forward to golf uh, we're going to revisit our takes but first late Sunday PGA Championship winner Colin Morikawa um, do you want to feel like a piece of garbage Grant? <laughs> not after I just had a great NBA take but let's let's do it uh, he's 23, uh, and he wins a major, the first major in 13 months. Well, I'm 23. He's 23. I'm 23, and I got a podcast. Yeah, humble. <laughs> uh, Colin Morikawa takes it toward the end there. If you're watching the PGA Championship, you were watching it. Uh, all day, there was kind of a lot of uh, filtering in and out of the top 10, top 5, and then toward the end, those last 10 holes, <laughs> there were like 15 players still in the running, still with a possibility of moving into this one slot. And Colin Morikawa seals the deal, um, chipping in, putting him in, in, in the lead. Uh, it was an incredible shot to put him in the lead. Uh, this kid's got some grit. Uh, we've seen it before. Morikawa, I think it's going to be a name we're going to be keep, we're going to keep repeating. Yeah, it might be the uh, next big name. For years to come. And if you saw him grab his, his PGA Championship trophy, that was hilarious. Uh, the, the lid to the trophy fell off as soon as he picked it up. <laughs> just, uh, just blew right off. Blew right off. He just moved it a bunch and then and moved right off. But very well spoken. Um, seems like he's a gamer. 
he, he's got he might not have the experience in a major but he's playing with some grit there uh, moving forward he wasn't sure if he was going to be in the lead there was a lot of movement going on and he just buckled down and got it done uh, so I think it's going to be a name we're going to follow for a little bit but was not a name on our list so my win was Tiger Woods and then Brooks Kepka. Uh, Kepka finishes outside the top 20 yeah, he, had a little bit of a meltdown yeah he really kind of just today he just kind of mel- a meltdown kind of shit the uh, bed he, he, he was in it yeah he was in it all up until today um, which was sad to see that was my my pick um, he's one of the golfers that I not that I follow golf too much but a guy that I, I really like to to follow I think he's just a cool dude yeah he, he had a little bit of shit talking going in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rolling forward saying he was an experienced golfer or, or whatnot. He could handle the majors. Uh, has a little bit of a meltdown, a bad round today, but nonetheless, he'll keep moving forward. Tiger. Uh, Tiger finishes near the, within the top 40. Uh, to be honest, Tiger looked good. Tiger looked good yeah. for the majority of the weekend. Uh, did play like outstanding golf, but we saw some glimpses. Uh, of the old Tiger. We saw some glimpses of prime Tiger. Uh, finishes uh, one under on the weekend. And then lastly, the best take that we had uh, in Thursday's episode, uh, Dustin Johnson. And finishes second. That was your take. Who said that? Yeah, the King of Shades yeah. had a decent take, but he finished second, uh, which is where you traditionally finish in this podcast rankings. <laughs> Uh, you're pretty traditionally second, so it makes sense that you, you two would finish in second, stick together. All right. Um, there's a hole-in-one today. You have to watch this video. Have you seen this video of the hole-in-one? I haven't, actually. It makes a hole-in-one, but there's nobody there, so no one's clapping, and you couldn't <laughs> see the green. Right, uh, you okay. You can see the green, but you're not sure if it went in the hole or if you can't see the ball. And there's one volunteer down there who just screams. You can hear them all the way back up at the tee box, and then they started celebrating. They were like, well, why else would this nut job be screaming? Right. (laughs) So I have an idea here. You put one fan at each hole from now on. Just one One guy. One dedicated fan, just one one, uh, guy or girl goes out, and they're in charge of one hole for the day. So I'm going to say you have to do two fans. You get one at the tee box and one at the green. Oh, that's a good point. So then you can get the guy yelling, you know, Great shot, you know. There, there's always that one guy that that yells something right after the shot was hit. Um, whether it's "Come on, Tiger," or you oh, hear like the tiger, potato. The classic. Yeah. Uh, soon as the ball ball leaves the tee, Tiger. Yeah. Love that one. <laughs> yep. We need that guy to follow Tiger all day. <laughs> um, and these guys have to be creative. These guys, these fans, these guys and girls have to be creative at the at the, the tee box and in the hole. I want I want creative chance. Maybe we get a little clap going, a little slow clap in the putt. I don't know. I think the one fan thing, and we talked about this with college football. <laughs> just have one fan on each side. Yep. Yep. So when Michigan plays Ohio State, put a Michigan fan on one side of the stadium and an Ohio State fan on the other. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That'd be something. Content. <laughs> That'd be something. Have a fan cam where in the corner, in the top corners of the TV, you can watch both fans yelling back and forth at each other. <laughs> and in the case of Ohio State, Michigan, they'll probably meet up and fight, yeah. which would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be outrageous. With golf, 
uh, West Coast start times. Love the West Coast start times. Yeah, it's nice. So I like when they're teeing off in the morning and I'm, you know, I'm settling in for, for lunch. Yeah. I'm cracking open my first beer that I'm willing to admit. <laughs> and these guys are teeing off. I like that. I like when we're on the West Coast and we got these start times. It was, I just like it so much better because you don't have to be up super early to follow any of these tags and entire situation teeing off in the afternoon instead of early morning. Uh, I just like these West Coast start times. Yeah, it's nice. So we finally, we finally got these majors back in golf. Mm-hmm. That's all we have for sports headlines. We're going to move forward into segments leading off with our reoccurring segment before the blackout, which, by the way, we're getting a little bit of chatter from the listeners about before the blackout. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Everybody it's cool to see. Their questions. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see. But yeah, everybody kind of has their before the blackout moment. And they want to share it, or they want us to talk about it. Keep sharing it because it, it, it's cool to see some other people bring in their ideas and give us some ideas to talk about as well. So for the new listeners at home, Before the Blackout is all about these questions or these topics that come up, um, that come to mind when you're just sitting around, drinking with the boys, hanging out with the family. You start drinking, the, the, the beer starts flowing, or your drink of choice starts flowing. You start to ask these these mind blowing questions. These questions, um, whether it's uh, a question that is unanswerable that everybody has a take to, or maybe it's a question about sports, or maybe it's a question that somebody legitimately doesn't know the answer to. But this before the blackout is all about those questions, those topics that we hit on right before we fade to black. <laughs> fade to black. How many before the blackouts do you have? So I got two. I have two as well. You want to go or me? I'll start. Okay, I'll start. So Harbaugh. <laughs> should Harbaugh... Should, we, we talked about this on Thursday's episode. Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh go at each other. All right. About uh, an Ohio State potentially... Ohio State coach potentially cheating. Uh, I'm going to call it cheating. That's because <laughs> all the Michigan all the Michigan headlines say, that say it's cheating. So we're going to go with cheating. Uh, and I'm on board with that. And not it's not just because I'm a Michigan grad, humble brag. Humble. Uh, but if a coach is cheating, is it okay to step up and call a coach out like that? I don't. It's a legitimate issue. I don't see a problem with Harbaugh stepping up uh, and on any platform, whether it's a teleconference about something else. If you see something or you know something. And I don't think that Harbaugh would step up and say anything unless he knew something. If you know something, what's wrong with speaking up? The only thing is, one, you have to be completely certain that it's happening. And then, two, you got to be careful because, you know, you don't want that same thing happening in your program. You know, it's happening all over the country, you know? So, like... You know, do you want to say something now and then in a week, same thing comes out about your program? Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's a touchy line, I think. It, it, it's tough. No, it, no, it's, it's really touchy because what he's accusing, what Harbaugh is accusing his coach of doing, is getting his position group together and, and working out. They're all doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's the problem. And if Harbaugh's trying to say that nobody's doing it, I'm sure he's got some coaches in his locker room hiding. Exactly. Yeah. So it's 
And then they're like, well, we were meeting with our boys. Right. And then, I mean, and that could be something that he just said it, in the moment because he got, he was just mad just seeing Ryan Day on, on the teleconference, you know, and could have just got angry and just blurted that out. And then he gets back afterwards and his assistant coach is like, dude, like, what the hell are you, like, don't say that because we're doing that exact same thing. And, you know, then he kind of regrets saying that, you know, and then it blows up, obviously. Well, that's, a, that, that's another part of this is uh, and nothing against him, and I know I just kind of validated that, that he is he has a right to call anybody out, but if anybody's calling anybody out um, on just any kind of false claims, it, it's Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Or he's always ready to kind of spark something up. Well, and, um, and that's the thing. Some headlines rolling. Why not? I mean, and, and as an Ohio State fan too, so, I, I mean, I don't want this to sound too biased, but I mean, with the way that his his record against Ohio State, you know, a lot of people are, are looking at it and being like, well, he's just mad that, you know, he's just trying to say say anything he can. Is that the case? Who knows? But like I said, you just got to be certain because I think it's happening in every – if it actually happened, I don't know. It very well could have. But I think that's something that's happening in every program in the country. Yeah, it's, it's happening top to bottom. It's happening at D three schools all yeah. the way up to D one. Yeah, no, nobody should be treated differently. Right. Uh, even if if Harbaugh knows anything, but um, just in general, I think if you know somebody is breaking guidelines or going against regulations, I I think it's appropriate to call anybody out on any platform, whether you're dealing yeah. with with something you know or don't know. I think in that case, uh, with Harbaugh. It's okay to call out a coach like that, and why not go into an investigation? Why not kind of see what's going on there? Yeah, and yeah, and I think maybe for our ball, but why not? Yeah, I think maybe the platform wasn't great to do it at either. It's I, not pretty. I think pretty, I, I think that's kind of what doesn't help his case is during a teleconference call. I don't know. It, I, who yeah, knows? Why, why are you going at? I see this from both sides. Yeah, and I do once too. Again, I'm, I, I'm I'm not biased because I'm a Michigan fan because I'm not a Michigan fan. I won't pretend to be a Michigan fan just because I'm a Michigan grad. Um, Cincinnati Bearcats through and through. Um, but I am biased because I am 100% anti Ohio State. Yeah. It's the only team in the country in any league that I root against besides the Astros. And the Astros are new. They're new to me. <laughs> what do you got for your first? All right. Before the blackout. So this is totally different. Spectrum here. That's fine. All right. So, where do roads start? Where do roads? Oh boy. Where like? Oh. Is there is there just one like it started here and now? A road started in in Florida and then it just ended in California. So, here's a thought that I have, and I'm doing this off the cuff. I don't have nearly enough whiskey to address this question. <laughs> But maybe the farthest point on the coastline. So that first road. Yeah. Does that count? Does that, does that count? I don't know. That's like, and and I know there's gonna be an answer like, oh well, this road was the first. No, I'm talking I like mean, every road. Like speaking, a road would start from the city and move its way out. Right, but like, what, but where does that road start? What I'm saying is like. Yeah, every road, because you can get, 
anywhere in the, in the United States, obviously except for Hawaii, but from anywhere in the United States, you can get from point A to point B by car. But like, that's not the same same road. See, I was, see, I was gonna sleep good tonight, and now I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to get out a huge whiteboard. And then to go along with that kind of, how do you do all that? Like, like how do you construct? All these city roads and be like, okay, well now there's a highway. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't want to get in all that. <laughs> I know. That is so that's why. That's, that's why I'm gonna stop. All the time, like, where did all these roads come from? And, and like, 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 how does I-75 connect to something else? Like, I don't know, man. Lots of, lots of time. And then, and then, who made the? Never mind. Never mind. Who made the what? The GPS. Like, who? Somebody, somebody drove down all these roads, my dude. I know, but like, could you imagine? Like, they—we're just trusting someone, some a, a program to get us from point A to point B. It's just crazy. What? Um, I did not know that weed was was legal in Georgia. <laughs> is it legal in Georgia? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I'm in South Carolina. Before, this isn't a before the blackout. <laughs> That's what this I was going to say before, before these. <laughs> That's not a before the blackout question. That's a. I was only supposed to do this much of that. Well, I did way more than that. It makes That's my head hurt. Got a major problem here, and you're, <laughs> you're stirring up some shit. I know. Uh, with our with our listeners, there's some major problems. There's um, major problems now with people trying to understand or comprehend the question that you just asked. <laughs> uh, mine's a little more functional, and this is a question that I brought up to you before we both faded to black. Uh, vaguely brought it up. You're obviously too busy dropping acid, but uh, the strikeout leader all time Major League Baseball is Nolan Ryan with 5,714. Uh, and this question came about because we got to see the Reds who are leading the, the majors in strikeouts. They continue to dominate through a lot of strikeouts. Uh, and this 5,714 strikeouts comes from Nolan Ryan, who pitched for almost 30 years in the bigs uh, until he was almost 50, which is going to be nearly impossible for active players, period. Here's the question. Does this strikeout record ever get caught or broken? I don't think so. I just think it's impossible with guys how many years Nolan yeah. was active. Guys aren't playing that long anymore. They're not playing that long. And, and they're Nolan not Ryan that started long. off his career, and then boom, he already was starting like thirty games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't pitch the, that long in games anymore. And no, and and nobody's pitching as much as he did. I mean, in the seventies, right. he started almost forty games. Right. Yeah, you're not. And then he, he was pitching until he was almost fifty. Yeah. And still, when he was almost fifty, striking out. Um, 200 plus batters <laughs> which is unreal it's just uh, yeah that's incredible so kind of looking at the players that are uh, immediately behind him Randy Johnson is obviously one who pitched for a long time Randy Johnson was in the league for a long long time in comparison to what we see pitchers doing now Randy Johnson played almost as long as Nolan Ryan did in terms of longevity almost 50 but here's the thing Randy didn't start his career I love how I'm talking about these guys on first name basis because <laughs> we're tight. Uh, but Ray Johnson doesn't start until 
he's like 25. Right. So he doesn't get rolling, and Nolan Ryan was pitching when he was basically uh, 12. <laughs> so then Randy Johnson only has 22 years. I don't know that he catches him anyway. No, I, I, I don't uh, think so. The only active player that's in the top 20 is Justin Verlander, who's 37, almost 40, he, he's only like 16 much. years. And he is more than 2,500 away. Yeah, there's no way. That's not happening. No. Uh, and if you go down this list, if you take a look at the all strike strikeouts list, and you look at the players that are active that are up there, obviously they're getting up there in age, and they're about done. Right. Yeah, they don't got much t- t- time left to do it. It's just crazy to think that this isn't. This is something that won't be broken. Like this is a record, and maybe the only record uh, outside of the crazy, outside of the the non-playing ones. These ridiculous records, but. This is a legitimate record that's probably going to stand forever. Yeah, I think so. So it was just, I don't know, a cool question. And it was something to think about. Like, it's not possible uh, for any of these I players. Yeah, I don't think so. It's not a dream that they can have anymore. No. Which is crazy. Give me your second before the blackout. So, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode, family was in Georgia for the weekend, dad's birthday, um, a couple bars and stuff like that. Um, and there was... This one, he was probably close to our age, this guy at, at one of the bars, outdoor bar, and he was with his family as well, and he was just, like, like you would have thought that he was with the boys, he, and his parents weren't acting like it, just him, and so it kind of just, it, it led me to think, like, at what age is it appropriate to kind of be that, that young, stupid drunk with just your parents? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that jackass. This comes this comes down to embarrassment. At what point yeah. are you embarrassed? Yeah. Uh, to be that guy. Because like I was getting or embarrassed for person. him. Like like I was like like it was like like I was just like dude like what the fuck are you doing like and like I not understand only, like not I don't only know. do we all know this guy we've all been this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I might be this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I I could be as well. I don't know. Uh, I think it comes to a point of embarrassment. A lot of it comes from your college years. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like your first couple of years of college or your first couple of parties at college, uh, kind of getting a feel for who you are. Um, yeah. Kind of trying to understand the people around you and, and coming into coming into your. I'm not gonna finish that sentence. It sounds weird. <laughs> uh, but you know, you're starting to understand a little bit about yourself. Uh, still trying to decide, kind of. Um, how open you want to be with these people that are around you, but yeah. those first couple of years, you have some embarrassing nights. Oh yeah. You have some mornings when it's like, fuck, you shit me, <laughs> me, I did that. Yeah, it's <laughs> embarrassing those first couple of nights, and then you start to learn sophomore junior year. Okay, I don't want to be that guy anymore. I'm gonna have fun, but you you don't. Here's where people get mixed up. The younger guys then come in and say, I heard you used to be a lot crazier. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm still just as crazy. I'm I just, just smart. think before I act like that. Yeah. So I have the same thoughts, and I'm still just as stupid. But now I think before I start doing that shit. Yeah. yeah. So I think if you reach that point, and then you start acting a little normal with your parents. Yeah. Like it's like, all right, well, I can't behave like this. Well, yeah, so like, I mean, like, and, and I, I think it's different if you're with, like, your buddies and all your parents are there. You know, like it's not not just you and your parents one on one. 
Um, but but yeah, it's something that like I was just like, dude, like you're not with the boys, you're not out at a college party, like come and it and this wasn't like a college party like atmosphere either. You know, it was kind of more of a, an older. I would not like old old, but it was just you know a little band playing it wasn't outdoors. Place to act like that. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to keep pushing. I mean, it wasn't a place to act like that. Right. Acting like that. Yeah, it was just. I know, we, I know a lot of these people. It was embarrassing. Just no feel, zero yeah. feel. Yeah. Have a little feel, even if it's around your family. Have a feel. Right. That's all we have for you before the blackout. Moving forward to a new segment, we're going to continue to do all these before the blackouts. Uh, send them in if you want to talk about one. If you have a point of contention, uh, let's talk about it. Or bring on your before the blackouts. Maybe we'll throw in a couple of listeners before the blackouts and discuss them together. Yeah, yeah. We have a new segment. And we're going to try to make this reoccurring. It's not going to be a weekly thing, but it is a cool segment. Advice from the Banner Boys. The Banner Boys obviously being us. Now, with this advice, we're going to take on anything. Uh, any kind of advice that even the listeners want to talk about or want to hear us talk about. Uh, for this week's it's advice from the banner boys streaming platform so whatever your streaming platform is whether it's netflix hulu disney plus amazon prime any of them hidden gems so your hidden gems everybody has that show or those shows or the movies that they want to tell everybody about that they don't think anybody else watches or, or maybe nobody else does watch and they think it's amazing or maybe it is amazing but I think I personally like hearing from people about their their streaming platform, Hidden Gems. Mm-hmm. I, I like these because you learn about them and you can watch them for a second. Uh, I've got three. How many you got? I got three as well. Three. That works out perfect. So we're going to continue to do this segment. If you want to hear any advice from the Banner Boys, we will take on anything. Bring it on. We're going to take it on. Uh, I'll lead off. Uh, no, you can lead off. You want me to? Yeah, Alright, so my first one is a Netflix show. I actually, all of mine are a Netflix show for today. Um, okay. It's a movie. It's a Netflix original. It's Father of the Year. It's a very funny Father movie. Father of the Year is an with, elite movie. With, with David Spade. I feel like not too many people know about it. Um, they don't. I've, I've talked about I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to a couple people and that I, I have no clue what that is. And I'm like, you have, like, it's just, it's so funny. It is. It's it's an hilarious movie. If anybody gets a chance, it's one of the, it's a slapstick kind of movie. Yeah. It's not one of these movies you're gonna be able to sit down with the wife and, <laughs> and enjoy. It's a slapstick movie. I mean, it's it's a little much. David Spade uh, with a character we've never seen before. Oh yeah. That's a good one to start off with. Um, but I think I have the most electric one, and fans of this show will agree that this is top notch show, like right up there. And I'm even gonna say it with The Office. Uh, with workaholics, top-notch show, and that's Shit's Creek. Okay. Uh, Shit's Creek is one of these shows that there's so much character development in it. Just like uh, similar to The Office, you start to learn more and more about the characters. If somebody just popped into an Office episode and saw Kevin and Creed, it's not funny. But if you build right. these characters of yeah. Kevin and Creed, it's hilarious. And Shit's Creek does a lot of that. Uh, there's five seasons uh, coming out with the sixth. Actually, it's already out. Uh, in Canada, it's been out. It's a Canadian show, um, but it's hilarious. If you get a chance, uh, follow it all the way through. It might be. It's like The Office. You got to watch a couple episodes first, kind of get involved with it. Yeah. Second one. Let's hear. So it. this one is a stand-up, uh, 
and it actually goes along with workaholics. It's Adam Devine stand up on Netflix. Um, it's so Adam Devine. This and I was surprised. Yeah, and I think you actually told me about it, um, and I thought it was it was one of the funnier stand ups um, just because of him. I think I I think he's just a funny guy in general, um, but again. I don't watch too many stand-ups, I would say, but I, th- I thought this was a funny one. It was really funny. It was, you're right, he is funny. He's funny just because you, he's, you like, picture him as the character that he plays in every he, show. He, he's the same character, like, from yeah, Workaholic. Like, yeah, it's him. He's it, not playing a character. Yeah, right, right. Um, this stand-up special was, like, surprisingly funny. I almost just kind of watched it because it's him. And he's mm-hmm. so funny and workaholic. Yeah. Then you start to watch it, and you're like, oh, I'm kind of impressed. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Because normally when these people, these kind of people have those stand-up specials, it's like, eh. It's not as good not as the, yeah. Yeah, but it is, that's actually a really good one. I hope that's still on there. I haven't watched that again. I think it is. I think I saw it, like, just the other day. So I'm sticking with Netflix. Um, this is a movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen. It's The Week Of with Adam Sandler. It's an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> that's on mine. Like a classic it's like a classic Adam Sandler flick. It's a little cheesy, a little corny. Yep. Um, but the characters are funny in it. It has like those little Adam Sandler moments. That, yep. um, you just kind of catch yourself laughing at it. It's a good movie. Yeah. I like the week of. Yeah. Um, I think it's hidden gem because I don't think a lot of people have seen that. I don't think, yeah, because, there. and it has like Chris Rock in it. Yeah, it, Chris Rock. It's a lot of his, I mean, just like all his movies, they got a lot of his guys in it. The boys. Yeah. Like, the boys show up for those movies. So that was actually on my list as well. But, oh, all right. We can keep the same No, one. no, no, no. I got a couple extra I put on here just in case. But um, so this is staying in the Adam Sandler and, and David Spade area. It's on Netflix. It's the wrong Bissy. And it's, okay, I haven't seen this It's one. new, and I didn't think it was going to be that funny. Just like at the first minute or two, you know, the opening scene. But it was actually a really funny movie, um, and and again it has all like like Adam Sandler's boys, his wife, um, but great characters, and it's just it's just like a stupid funny like, so it's one of those not very old, but not many people know about yet. So for my last picks, advice from the Banner Boys, uh, the Beach Bum is on Hulu. Matthew McConaughey, don't watch this with your parents. Don't watch <laughs> this with the kids. This movie's this movie's tough. This movie's a little rough around the edges. Um, a lot of sex scenes, um, and not just your normal um, Matthew McConaughey sex scenes get a little graphic, a little rough. That is not the reason I like it. Oh, it's okay. actually hilarious. Don't start. It's actually an hilarious movie. It seriously is a hidden gem. I don't think anybody knows this movie fucking exists, but it's on Hulu. Uh, take a look. That movie is so funny. So. That was advice from the Banter Boys. Let us know. Did I say that right? Advice from the Banter Boys? It sounded weird coming mm. up. Uh, I'm not sound, sure. Sounded good to me. Advice from the Banter Boys. Uh, let us know if you have any other ones you want to do. We're going to do this reoccurring. It's probably not going to be a weekly thing, but we'll keep doing something similar to this. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for you. Join us this Thursday for our latest takes on the newest headlines. Things are getting better out there. Um, we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, um, especially where we are and then across the country. Things are getting better. Stay positive. As always, 
Stay feet healthy. Keep those feet moving. Plank, take us out. Oh, I'm free, I and I won't forget the ones who died. 